Hey guys, I'm Heather and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Pollyanna, one second. I'm gonna pee. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. Oh here, so I'm pragmatic. I take my favorite song and I'm willing to cut it. Ew, get off the cross. You're not the only one who did that. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. You had one job. What did you say? What did you say? What came out of your mouth? Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Merry Christmas from the Music List, our family to yours. We're coming to you with... Another Christmas flavored episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second one. Again, we are the music list where we are siblings that argue while we make music lists. That's what we do. <laughs> and uh, we just got through uh, doing a podcast uh, two weeks ago, came out. It was Novelty Songs. Today, we're going to do the best classic Christmas songs. And we kind of played nice on the last episode, but I feel like, you know, Goodwill towards men, no sir, no sir. We're we're bringing out the big guns on this one. So uh, again, classic Christmas songs. Our criteria was it had to come out before 1970, so the 1960s or before we actually had set it to become the 1960s. And we kind of started texting each other like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this song, this song, and this song aren't going to make. We're like, well, let's back it up. So we kind of cheated a little bit. Well, yeah, but, a little bit. But that's okay. So, uh, but classic Christmas songs. This one was really hard for me to rank them because mm-hmm. I love so many of these songs. And not only are the songs really good, but there's a lot of crooners on this list. Yep. And they're really good. I mean, they're just really, really good. Really silky smooth voices. Really good deliveries. They emote the song. You just feel Christmas oozing out of some of them, you know? And so... That sounds kind of gross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your your word choice today is unique. <laughs> but I digress. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> okay, so. Not on the list. It's too, it's no, too new. It's too new. That's but I think on a, you know, a 70 to... Oh, yeah. That Today, would, yeah, that would have to be on it. But anyway, that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> next Maybe <year>. next year, because <laughs> we, we won't get another Christmas yeah. one in. So, cr- uh, classic Christmas. We always ask what the criteria is, and I, I don't know. I don't know what the criteria was, other than I really like the songs. What were y'all looking for when you were making your big list and then trying to narrow it down? Because that's what I did. I mean, I had this huge list yeah. of songs, mm-hmm. and then I tried to narrow it to my like my favorite nine, I guess. When I was making my list, two things I think really guided my decision-making process. And one was a melody that was um, beautiful and singable. And um, the other was a sense of nostalgia and, you know, a song that really evoked that feeling of what Christmas is supposed to, what Christmas is supposed to feel like. You know, I think that Christmas is supposed to feel warm and 
you know, um, you're supposed to spend time with family and it, it turns out to be, um, a lot of time it's, it's hectic and it's busy and it's rushed. Um, but we all want that Christmas where you're sitting by the Christmas tree and the fire's going and you have a little chance to just hang out with your family. And so I, you know, I think that these songs, you can, you know, kind of bring that feeling to you a bit with some of these songs. So that was my, that was my criteria. Did it have a a beautiful melody and did it make you feel Christmassy? I was looking more lyrically rather than musically. I didn't consider the melody so much or um, anything like that, but um What I was looking for, I had the big list of songs, and I was like, okay, these are classic Christmas songs, and obviously it was a huge list. Um, But I started eliminating things that were like the sad Christmas songs, those things like Blue Christmas. or I wanted songs, and this is also how it helped me rank them, that were almost like like rapid-fire listing off, these are the great things about Christmas, almost like a list of, great Christmas decorations or Christmas traditions or things like that I felt like lyrically fully encompassed Christmas. Um, And so that's kind of how I pared this big list down and also how I helped to rank. And this is, this is one where I really wanted the first pick because I figured that I would (laughs) not get my first pick (laughs) if I did not get the first pick. And of course that meant that I drew pick three. Oh, Oh. so I bet we all had the same. We might have all had the same because I didn't get my first pick either. So so Beth, Beth picks first. Oh yeah, Yeah. Heather second, (laughs) and then I'll pick third, and then in the round two, same as the last one, isn't it? I'll Uh, I'll do. Yeah, I mean it's totally random. I I I go in and I've got a there's a website where I can put in our names, and then it'll just zip it it out, and so I generated the same order twice. It did, but I mean, there's only so many orders that it can be. That's true. Just weird that it was consecutive. Yeah. Anyway. Um, But then in the second round, I'll get to go first, and then Heather, Beth, and then round three will be Beth first again, then Heather, then me. So Um, this is going to be – this. I I do think that eliminating four songs off of this list could be – tough Mm -hmm. because i think coming up with the top nine in and of itself was hard but then then to take that nine i think we're gonna have a lot of difficulty figuring out what four songs to pull out yeah yeah and then once we get that top five to rank them them one through five yeah like i feel like i feel like i know what one's gonna be yeah but two through four or two through five could be pretty hairy yeah because the list that we got when we we sent all of our songs in, right? It was pretty small, indicating that we had a lot of overlap. There was a lot of overlap, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to, like, I, we'll, we'll, we might agree that they are great songs, but we might, like, last time disagree on the order. Yeah. But we shall see. <laughs> so? Because apparently Ben came for blood today. Well, this is, this is. It's like, your holiday, yeah. It is my holiday, and like novelty songs, like I don't get like amped up over ho- over novelty songs. I mean, but you know, when we're talking, and I love Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. and I love the Crooners, I love Andy Williams and Bing Crosby, and mm-hmm. I love listening to them anyway. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I've got a double CD <laughs> of Frank Sinatra that I still listen to 
all the time. Yeah, you went through a crooner phase yeah. a while oh, back, yeah. pretty yeah. hardcore. And <laughs> was that in between your gangster rap <laughs> yeah, and was, blues traveler? It it's so, it, it's so funny. It's so yeah. funny when people ask me what do I listen to. I'm like, it's it's like a Facebook status on relationship. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah, you know. But it's weird because like you. D- you don't really listen to them all like at once on shuffle. You hyper focus on one thing mm-hmm. at a time. Right. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want my. <laughs> I don't want Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> right. I don't want First of the Month to be to play and then Fly Me to the Moon. See, and that's what I like. I like for my stuff to be shuffle like that. Even though Frank Sinatra was pretty gangster. Yeah. Indeed. For yeah. real. But be that as it may. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go ahead and get to the draft because I do think that there's going to be some serious conversation trying to eliminate four songs and then trying to rank one through five. So, uh, Beth, you get the first overall pick. Okay. What's it going to be? My first pick is The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. That just feels like Christmas, doesn't it? It does. And this guy's so good. So good. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Smoother than Bane, even. And probably smoother than everybody. Yeah. He just seems so kind. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's really comforting voice, yeah. And folks dressed up like it was so soothing. Yeah. So this originally recorded in 1946, and he did another recording in the 60s that was probably more famous. Um, and in 2004, uh, there was a study done, and it was the most loved seasonal song with women aged 30 to 49, which I was like, oh, yeah, this, I have come over the last couple weeks or so to realize that, like, that's both I'm, of them older. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, oh, yeah, the freaking moms, uh-huh. And then I was like, wait, I fall in that age group. <laughs> um, and I do like it. And I, I do like it, yeah. <laughs> but kind of, it's kind of like, how do you not? I used to I used to deny liking the song because I was like, it's boring. I want to listen to, well, as you saw the last episode, <laughs> I really, I do love a hype song. And so this, this is, is not, not the it. category for no. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I was just kind of like, man, this song is just like it's bland. Everybody plays it, but it is so beautiful. So um, I understand why. Um, in 1974, the 1946 recording was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame, and in 2002, the 1961 recording was selected by the Library of Congress um, for preservation in the U.S. Um, Recording registry as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Um, so, not a lot of songs get that distinction, especially a holiday song, because sometimes holiday songs or Christmas songs can trend kind of hokey um, or over, you know, overly sentimentalized, if that's a word. But um, this song is just classic and beautiful. Uh, fun fact: we know we love a fun fact. Um, so this was written by Mel Torme, yeah. um, which our dad always used to... We know that piece of trivia. Yeah. But it was written during a blistering hot summer because he was trying to stay cool by thinking cold. And so, huh. which I do in the car sometimes. When it's hot, it's in July, I'll put on a Christmas playlist. And I've had people laugh at me like, I believe 
when I told my bo- my current boss that, he said, I don't know if he said that's the dumbest thing he's ever heard, or he said <laughs> he said he he did indicate that that was a stupid idea. But I would like to just note. That that is how this song came to be. So how do you like them spiced apples, Austin? Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. So the Christmas song. I don't think uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. And I I was really kind of getting angry doing the research for this category because, you know, kind of what I do is I'll go in and I will list all the songs that I know are going to be on my big list, and then I go in and I research greatest. L- you know, lists in that category to see, make sure that there's nothing that I missed that is so obvious that I'm like, I had a major brain fart here. I need to make sure that this song's in my in consideration. And this song was surprisingly ranked low on a lot of those lists. And really? Like, it would be ranked five or eight, or sometimes it would be ranked down in like 13 or 14, and it's like... Over like wham, you know, wham would be. Yeah, I feel like that's people trying. I feel like that's the whole Rolling Stone thing we talked about. People trying to not be, yeah, obvious or you know, or 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 simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Definitely not about that. You know, and and it's like, are you? We cannot be serious right now with this. But you know, I do. I think that we have said it a million times on the on the podcast. It seems like sometimes the obvious choice. Is the obvious choice, and I feel like this may be the obvious choice mm-hmm. for this particular. Night. It was it was my number one. It was the one that I felt like if I did not draft first, I was in severe doubt of being able to draft it, and it turns out to be right. All right. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree with the pick. It was. It is my favorite Christmas song. Point oh, it blank, is. Period. It's not my favorite, but I. Yeah, it is. I felt it like is, it deserved absolutely. This spot. Yeah. It's you know, when I go through YouTube and I look for the little fireside Christmas song, mm-hmm. you'll log things. Mm-hmm. If the first song isn't this, it's not an appropriate list, and we go. To the, <laughs> we'll find one where this is song number one. <laughs> if so. you do like this song though, and you want to listen to something that makes you feel. In a similar way, in the off season, I must recommend um, "Nature Boy" by Nat King Cole. It is one of my very favorite songs. It's beautiful. So we can now go to pick number two of the first round, Heather. That's you. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know that I'd call this wrapped up just yet because my first pick is "White Christmas" by <laughs> Bing Crosby. And it is the best-selling single of all time. Like, not Christmas single. Not Christmas of all time. Wow. Next behind it, a far second, is Candle in the Wind. Oh. 97 or whatever. Yeah. Um, It sold, his version alone, Bing Crosby's version alone, has sold 50 million copies worldwide. With cover versions, it it exceeds 100 million. Um, it's a great song. Yeah. So Irving Berlin wrote it, and then he came in and told his secretary, I want you to take down a song I wrote over the weekend. Not only is it the best song I ever wrote, it's the best song anybody ever wrote. <laughs> not, <laughs> Turns out he was right. Not, not lacking wow. for confidence, yeah. was it? Um, 
mm-hmm. it's important because it established that there could be commercially um, successful Christmas songs, secular songs. Yeah. Um, uh, his nephew asked him, what is the most difficult thing you've ever done in your career? And he said that it was singing it for a USO show to 100,000 GIs without breaking down. And uh, in a few weeks later, those same soldiers were in the Battle of the Bulge. Oh, and, wow. Um, it's number two on the Songs of the Century list by NPR in 1999, second only to Over the Rainbow. So, um, I don't know that I would count this out just yet as the best Christmas song because it is arguably the best, <coughs> you know, song on the whole list. It's strangely enough, the only version that charted number one was Megan Trainers. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I was looking at charts for... Charts are weird. Yeah, I mean, charts are kind of whack, especially for Christmas songs. Because yeah. um, I was looking at charts for some of the ones that I have, that I have drafted. Um, and I was really surprised at how well they had sold, but then yeah. like their top chart spot would be like 65. Um, yeah. But... And yet it's saying, like, it's sold more digital singles than, you know, yeah. it's like fifth best-selling digital single, but it's not, it didn't chart high. So I don't think you can really yeah. judge by that. Because I guess some of that is just timing and what else has been released. Yeah. It, it yeah. was just strange that it's sold, that just being Crosby's version yeah, has sold 50 million copies, but Megan Trainor is the one that charted number one with it. Hmm. So there you go, White Christmas. Solid choice. Yeah. Solid choice. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, uh, I feel like. And it was written, I'm sorry, it was written kind of in the same. (laughs) And another thing. (laughs) In in the same manner, it was written in the summertime Mm -hmm. when it was hot. He was in California or something like that. But that makes sense lyrically. It does. It does, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, actually, which I'm glad you interrupted me because I I didn't know what I, where I was going with that. Oh. So you did me a favor. And also, no, I'm just kidding. But now I know because it's my pick. Okay. And I'm going to go with Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle. And this is a little bit more upbeat than the first two. Yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And this was the song that I originally got in touch with you and said, Whoa, we're going to have to talk about this date, guys. Because this was uh, written in 1963 uh, and was recorded by Andy Williams for his first Christmas album, the Andy Williams Christmas album, which had a bunch of big Christmas hits on it, or at least a lot of the classic Andy Williams songs. I think we had this album, too, growing up. That, that we're known for. And um, I, I was so young, I can barely... Re- 
And mom may be able to remember. We went and saw Andy Williams at the Andy Williams Theater. And was that a Christmas show? I want to say it was not a Christmas show. I, could, I, I was like 10. The Moon River Theater? It was the Moon. I actually, I actually heard... Andy Williams sang Moon River yeah. in the Moon River Theater. Which I saw was, that. Which not, maybe cool. not that show. We but went later, was, all of us, I think. It was a good show. But, uh, no, I guess I've never been. It's always been like a million degrees when I go to Branson. So <laughs> yeah. I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a, a Christmas show there. How do old people endure the heat of Branson as they do? That's just, that's well, a side note. Get cold. I, yeah, but like they're, <laughs> they're fragile. But they freaking love Branson. <laughs> and it's hot. It's the Vegas of the Ozarks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, there's no gambling there, which is really... It's like, how can you say that? I guess, yeah. It's it's really more like a redneck Broadway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. It's Yeah. It's just yeah. Highway 76. <laughs> <laughs> and Rodeo Drive yeah. with all the outlets. the strip, yes. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that was a side back, note. Back to back to it's <laughs> people it's in Wisconsin are going Branson. <laughs> where's that? Um, the song peaked number one on the UK singles chart mm. in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> They're go behind. Figure. Go figure. Uh, and it's in the top ten consistently um, on the Billboard. It continually pops up, I guess, yearly uh, for its airplay. In uh, here in the states, so you know it's one of those classics that just keeps on getting played. And Andy Williams is just you know he, like Bing and like Nat King Cole. There's a warmth around Andy Williams that a lot of the crooners don't have. Like a lot of the crooners kind of have this aloofness mm-hmm. to them, but not Bing Crosby, not Andy Williams, not. Nat King Cole, they almost seem like they would be like that grandfatherly figure, you know, that when you were little, you could sit on his knee and he would tell you great stories. And, um, like, it's a feeling that I love Sinatra. I mean, I've mentioned mm-hmm. you, um, but Sinatra's not that way. Not warm and fuzzy, no. You know, but, you know, the, the first three artists that we've mentioned, Nat King Cole, Bing Crosby, and Andy Williams, they kind of have that warmth to them, you know, that, that, that paternal, mm-hmm. grandfatherly type warmth, which really, I think, kind of drives home that Christmas feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons that we have them ranked one, two, and three. I think it's not as much the song. I think the songs are great. But I think it's the delivery of that warmth in the voice and, and how they deliver the song has, has as much impact on why those were the first three picks as opposed to some of the ones that are going to come maybe in the second or third round. And I think it's one of the reasons why some of them may pop up more than once. Yeah, because I can think of a version of this song that I despise. I despise. It's It makes me turn the station so fast. Which one is that? Which one? Throw it out there. You've, yeah, you've, it. You've, 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 <laughs> yeah, you started you've, it now. You've it's Amy it Grant. There. Oh. oh, yeah, it's bad. It's like a Sears commercial. <laughs> It's really bad. The softer side of Sears. It's Man, not, I don't like it. But that... It's the mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of almost any Amy Grant song, though. From I'm not a... I'm, I don't love her voice. But anyway, that's, that's a different just podcast. alienated. She sounds like she was... Oh, yeah, a bunch of people are like... Yeah, well, <laughs> well she all, ten, sounds all the tens like, of them. She kind of yeah. sounds like she was smoking some Burl Lights with uh, Robert <laughs> Keene and the family. <laughs> 
kind of. It's just like a whispery voice. I don't. I don't live for that. But There's yeah. a little crackle in there. A little crackle in that yeah. voice. For sure. So it it's definitely the the delivery is very important. I have the first pick of the second round. Yup. And funny that I should mention Frank Sinatra. I'm going with "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" have by Frank Sinatra. A merry little Christmas. You prefer this to the Judy version? I do too. I love Frank Sinatra. I do too. Love Frank Sinatra. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. That low end. This is obviously a song that has been covered over and over and over again. It's one of those, you know, kind of seminal Christmas songs that if you have a Christmas album or many Christmas albums, this is going to be on your first Christmas album. It doesn't matter if you're a country star, if you're a pop star, if you're R&B. This is a song you're going to have on your on your album. Uh, it's just one of those songs. And so I felt like the song needed to be into the list. And I was like, which is my favorite version? And yeah. I love Frank's delivery. You know, he's old blue eyes. is Yeah, he doesn't over sing it. Like, it is very do, easy yeah. to over sing this song. And um, he and Judy Garland both do really restrained um simple versions and let the song shine instead of trying to and i think a lot of that is because that's who they are because their star power they don't they're done having to prove themselves (laughs) right so they can just kind of let the song be the song they can let their voice just naturally deliver the song didn't this come from meet me in st louis the Judy Garland one? Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Was it earlier than that? I thought it was written for I think it. it was in the 40s. Hers was. Yes. Yeah. And I honestly don't know what year this one was. This one's 1963. 1963. That was a great year. <laughs> it was a very good year. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. See what I did there? See what mm-hmm. I did there? Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, but no, there were, it seems like 1963 had a lot of Yes. Christmas hits. You well, know, I guess classic. That, that Andy Williams album released in 63. So, obviously, a lot well, of good a ones lot off of, them of that. are going to come off of that yeah. one for sure. Yeah. But. It's good so, I, I provide you that pick for your top five hmm. consideration later on. Okay. Now we go to Heather. You have the second pick of the second round. Okay. Mine is a bit of a sentimental pick. Um, but the delivery, since we're, we're, I'm going to stick with your, with your trend that you have set. Um, it's Silver Bells by Dean Martin. The Dean Martin version, I think is superior to, to, now Dean Martin does not give off the vibe. (laughs) This is not the good. This is the creepy uncle sitting there with the 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 scotch. scotch Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go over there and sit in his lap. He's, yeah, this is definitely creepy uncle vibes, but. Or it could be the cool uncle. It could be the cool uncle, yeah. I don't, um, I don't know. I, I think the melody of this song is beautiful. And 
I don't know. It could be that Dad would just make everything <laughs> stop, and yes. we had to listen to it right. and appreciate it because he said so. Um, here's a fun fact. Oh, Beth loves a fun fact. I do. Um, it was written by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans, and so they first wrote it, and it was called <laughs> Tinkle Bells. And he went home, Jay Livingston went home to his wife, and he said, we wrote this new song, it's called Tinkle Bells. And she goes, <laughs> Ben's about to do a spit take. And she's like, is that a that, novelty that means, song? She said, um, that's a bathroom thing. A bathroom <laughs> Yeah, and he said, oh. So they went back and they changed it to Silver Bells. Um, Jingle Bells was already taken. So, uh, yes, yeah. yes. Tingle Bells. <laughs> it doesn't really have It's ruined for me now, yeah. though. Well, and Beth and I used to... <laughs> oh, man, Mama gets so mad. And we, we would get in the car and we would add our own background vocals. Are we going to do it right here? Oh, I thought it came. I remember. I remember. And so that was funny, like, the first time we did it, maybe. And then Dad didn't appreciate it anymore after that. Because he wanted to enjoy the song, but he knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. And um, so I think we narrowed it down to, like, once a year. Mm -hmm. He'd kind of let us get it out of our system once a year. Um, Fun covers. Speaking of SNL skits we were talking about mm-hmm. not too long ago, um, the Sweeney Sisters, that's yeah. where we got yes. our, um, so anyway, Silver Bells. <laughs> I, it's just one of my favorites. I know it will probably get cut with some of the other songs that are on the list, but I do think the melody is beautiful, and it makes me think of yeah family Christmases. So we went Good Rat memories. Pack back to back. Sure did. Well, let me break that up. <laughs> so, as we have said, I love a party song. And a party song? Party. Oh, I thought we were still talking party. about Party. No, we're not talking about Tinkle Bells. No more. Um, I don't know how this will be received based on the tone of the rest of the songs, um, but my next pick is Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee because I feel like it also has all those... You know, mistletoe, and I'm not gonna ring. Written by that guy that sued Chuck Berry. Dang that guy! <laughs> but he writes some really good Christmas, really good Christmas songs. Um, but so yeah, just it's it's thing after another, just a list of all these fun Christmas things. We're at the Christmas party, and you get that good feeling of being with your friends and your family. Um, but also that upbeat, cheery time. Not you know. It's a heavy mood when you listen to the Christmas song or even, I mean, it's the most wonderful time of the year, kind of like this, but this is truly that Christmas cheer, I feel like, um, and the fun, feel good time, good, clean Christmas fun. Well, this is a rock and right roll now. song, right? It's yeah. rocking around the rocking Christmas tree. Yeah. And this one, um, so by its 50th anniversary in 2008, this is as of 2008, it had sold over 25 million copies and was the fourth most digital download sold of any Christmas single. And then as of 2016, it was the fifth all-time best-selling digital Christmas single. So a very well-selling song. Um, All yeah. I think of is Home Alone. I see, and I love Home yeah. Alone, so it, it really does kind of hit me right there. These Side note, why do Christmas songs have the longest titles ever? I don't know. Because I'm sitting here trying to write them down, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, hold on, give me a minute. 
but I don't know. They and then do. you don't want to you don't want to abbreviate Christmas with the X and stuff, so you got to write it all. Usually, out. I just <laughs> scribble and it looks like because <laughs> I want to save space. So that's my shorthand. If you wanted to know, <laughs> yeah, rocking around the Christmas tree. I oh, like yeah. it because it adds a little a little diversity to what I mean. We've we've gone crooner, 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 rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. And I have the first pick of the third round. So my next pick is "It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas" by Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. It's recorded in 1951. <coughs> I don't like that part because I don't like it when songs. Weirdly transition like that, but to look a lot like man, Christmas. he's got a great voice. Yeah, everywhere you go, where everywhere, take a look in the five and ten, listen yeah. once again. Um, so obviously, it's the song is beginning to look look a lot like Christmas. So naturally, the imagery and the details are are there for like the transformation around the cities at Christmas time and. Then to go into the gifts that kids ask for, um, and how parents are like, okay, it's time we've had our we've had a lot of together time. Get back to school. <laughs> um, so all of those feelings that you know the magic, and then it starts to kind of wear off at the end. I feel like it's relatable. <laughs> um, and then in the end, you know what gives these sights and sounds meaning is the carol that you sing in your heart. So like you could see all of these things, but it's really what you attach. It's your your traditions, your feelings about all of these things that you see, and everybody kind of has a different favorite part of the holiday. Um, so it's at the end very personal, um, and you get those warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really talk about or get the warm fuzzies that often, so <laughs> I feel like that's a testament to this. Song. So, so if, it, if it provided that for you, it yeah. must be a great. It song. must yeah. be. Yeah, it can warm my black heart. <laughs> Grinch's heart grew three yeah. sizes that day. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of those classic Christmas songs. I mean, you know, if you start listing off Bing Crosby classics, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be one of the first three mentioned, sure. I think, for sure. And there's probably like ten Bing Crosby Christmas songs. Right, that's not a short list. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. I wonder if Bing Crosby will make the list again. (laughs) Uh, mm. There's only two more picks. Is it my turn? (laughs) It's your turn. Yes, he is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I chose I'll Be Home for Christmas, Mm. the Bing Crosby version. Um. Uh, his 1943 recording. I'll be home for Christmas. It's from the point of view of a soldier you stationed overseas in World War II. This one's Please definitely on the sadder side. So, of course, he's thinking about all the wonderful things about Christmas at home. And at the end, he's like, I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. So, um, the B-side to this was Danny Boy. He did a version of Danny Boy. Man, two downers. Right. (laughs) This became the most requested song at Christmas USO shows, which... Right. Watching a bunch of grown men weep, probably. (laughs) That's that's a little bit more than I'd be able to handle. Um, It was very popular 
uh, for Americans, but banned by the BBC broadcast for fear that it might lower morale of the British troops. So, we... uh, They don't have a First Amendment over there. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I think this song, by design, you know, captures all of those things that you love and miss or would miss about Christmas um, when you're unable to be with your family or at home, so... And the melody is beautiful. Well, I mean, you're talking about 1946. We're talking World War II. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the songs where the historical significance mm-hmm. is a little different. And the context of the time period, we don't, we don't pick up on that anymore. You know, I think now, if most people hear this song today for the first time, they're probably thinking it's about, oh, well... My they, plane can't get out. My, yeah, you <laughs> know, I'm, I'm stuck I over didn't here. I did make my in, connecting flight. In, you know, Provo, Utah, and I can't, I can't right. get home for Christmas, or I got to work, you know, in a different state, or I got to be flown overseas or something like that for, for, for a job. And when the reality is, this is men about at men at war that are... In one of the deadliest conflicts in the history of human existence. I mm-hmm. mean, so it's when you look at it from the context of which it was written, it kind of changes the whole yeah. feel of the song, you know, because it's not only th- that they might not be home for Christmas, they might not be home ever. Yeah. You know, that's a different. That's a different kind of feel than just not to be a downer, but you know, I mean, that's that that's that's the reality. Somehow of, you took this sad song and made it worse, even sadder. So, but yeah, but that's what it was in 1946. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, we're we're just seeing it through a different lens today, and don't appreciate it. I'm yeah. sure as much you know as. So I feel like we need to pick me up. All right, do it. You got it. How about Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes? Hmm. Okay. Guess what year it was? 63. 63. <laughs> wow. That's right. This is my favorite version of the sleigh ride. See, I love the instrumental version, but I think that's the band. I like the Carpenter's me. version. <laughs> yeah, let's see. This is charted yearly in Billboard's Just top 10. U.S. Holiday 100. And it hit actually as high as number 26 as late as 2018 in the Hot 100, not just the Holiday 100. Um, Ronnie Spector has a very, very distinctive This voice. is the second highest chart that, the, that they had other than Be My Baby, which yeah. charted a little higher. But it features the well-known ring-a-ling-a-ling-ding-dong-ding background vocals that we just heard. <laughs> Is this a version in Elf? Is this an Elf? Yes, it is. And That's also, Elf sequence. is my favorite yeah. Oh, yeah. movie, which may have had something to do with yeah. this being in there. But uh, uh, it is my favorite sleigh ride version. And I just think that we've got a lot of crooners. Mm-hmm. This is kind of rocking a little bit. Yeah. Just a little, little pick-me-up. Because a lot of these Christmas classics... Yeah. Are slow. Yeah. They're, we've called them heavy. Some of them are really warm. This one's not real warm. Yeah. 
as much as it is just kind of happy and yeah. go get them. The girls came in and brought some pep and step to this list. Yes, they did. <laughs> wow, this is going to be hard. Yeah. So I'm looking at it. Wow. I know. Yeah. Cut, cutting four songs to start is going to be yeah. really hard. Really hard. All right. So do we need to list them off? I think so. Who were the oh, nine? Or, do we, oh, let's let's go over the ones yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. maybe we did not have mm-hmm. that were on mm-hmm. our big list, but we did not get to select them. So, Beth, what songs did you have on your list that didn't um, get picked? So I have um, pretty much my more happy section <laughs> didn't quite make it. That is the mid six to eight area. So Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms, Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives, um, Happy Holiday, The Holiday Season. I love, <laughs> I love that it's song the so much. Season. So whoop dee doo and decorate dot and don't forget to hang up your sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rubber good. Yes. And Mark, my husband used to do. A killer version of that in the car, but he won't do it anymore. Oh man, I don't know why he won't, but it it, it was hilarious. Um, and that's all I have that I didn't draft or that you guys didn't draft. And and I only had three songs that didn't get drafted, and you took two of them. Yeah. Oh, the, you know, Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives mm-hmm. and Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Here's one I don't think either one of you were going to have on your list. Okay, shoot. Pretty Paper, Willie Nelson. Oh, that's a great song. That's a great song. Cut in at 1964. And I uh, just, uh, you know, it's one of those, uh, it's a, if you were to not know, if you did not know who wrote the song and you saw the lyrics, you could see yourself saying, that looks like a Willie Nelson yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a, it's a, it's definitely got Willie's trademark lyrics written all over it. Um, and I did want to make sure that there was at least one country song or country-related song <laughs> into yeah. into the list. And um, if we make it to December, was oh. after 1960 or 1970. Oh, so, yeah. Gosh. you know, maybe maybe when we do one next year of the post-1970s, we'll, yeah. we'll be able to sneak some Merle Haggard in there, too. Uh, I had... Three that did not get drafted. Um, Blue Christmas. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that song. And I do prefer the Elvis version. I do too. But I like the Drifters. No, that's White Christmas. That's, White Christmas. The not Drifters, Christmas. they do okay. oh, uh, I like, White Christmas. I like, I like singing like Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it also has good backup opportunities. Oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Um, we drafted you, that one. We did. Ben drafted it. Have yourself a merry little Christmas by Frank Sinatra. Remember? <laughs> oh crap! Yeah, we just had a big discussion yeah, about. It. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you to be present again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good pick. That's on my list. Um, I'll and, remember that when we try to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's number seven. So I'm just saying. <laughs> That's um, almost top five. <laughs> and this <laughs> this is strictly a sentimental. Pick uh, Marshmallow World. Wow. By Johnny Marshmallow Johnny Mathis. Oh, Johnny Mathis version. See, and I like I like the Dean Martin version of Marshmallow World. Yeah, I think it, Man, it. I don't like that song at all. It's strictly 
mom mom loves it and she i think mm. you know we when we would you know when we were <laughs> this makes us i don't know maybe other people did this too we would just take a night you remember and we'd be like is this the night we're going to look at the tree <laughs> We would just, it could be because we were broke. Uh, I don't know. We were like, don't you remember? Mom, do you remember? We're just going to look at the tree. We would put, we would put on Christmas records and sit around. I don't remember. You probably couldn't sit still long enough to just sit and look at that. That must have been in the lean years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I got to experience all the lean years. So maybe we had, Gas money or something. By the time y'all can <laughs> remember, but so um, we went from looking at the Christmas tree to getting some gas money. We're gonna go look at Christmas drive around. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I loved it. I mean, like I would be so excited. I was like, "Is this the night we're gonna do that?" And we just put the put the Christmas records on, and we just sit around and listen to everybody's you know favorite Christmas songs. And Marshmallow World was the one that Mom always picked. So. I did have two honorable mentions that didn't get listed because I, I mean I, I got to nine I was like I can't leave this song off or this song off or this song off. Um, actually, I had like six, but y'all select the other ones. Uh, on my honorable lit, uh, mention list, I had "Oh Come All You Faithful" by Nat King Cole. Um, his delivery of that is phenomenal. And you you prefer not, that to the D. Snyder? Twisted Chris. <laughs> as, as, as I think that happened after 1920. Oh, that's true. Yeah, didn't and then that. the other one is Here Comes Santa Claus by Gene Autry. And I love <laughs> the fact that it, it, it's not Here Comes Santa that Claus. Delivery Santa. Is. Here's Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. And it reminds me of like, I could see that like Pepaw listening yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. And so I was like, all those old Gene Autry, you know, the... Rudolph and the Frosty. I was like, I could just, I could see Peppa listening to some old Gene Autry (laughs) albums during Christmas time. Here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Here's and here's another unpopular opinion. I don't, I can't stand the song Rudolph. Well, yeah, it's but it's always because of the extra stuff that people put in there. I don't mind listening to the Gene Autry. Original. Oh, so you don't like uh, he'll go down in, here, you know, yeah. in history like, like Columbus like, yeah, or like, like George Bowl. Washington's yeah. or yeah. whatever. I can't stand that. Are you a like Columbus or a like George Washington? Person? Like Columbus. That's I, my age. <laughs> we were like George Washington, but then it turned into like my grandpa for some reason. <laughs> that that was like our our group of people. It, it doesn't make sense because uh-uh. none of our grandpas were going Famous. down in history. Yeah. But we would say that. And was it like football or like Monopoly? Like Monopoly. Ooh, yeah. Ours was football. It was done both. I think we did Monopoly more than we did. Like, yeah. You must have been on the cusp of a new. Yeah. (laughs) We were right there. I guess maybe, um, you know, football is one of those deals where so many of these things are starting to become problematic. Columbus. Columbus. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't do that anymore. We're probably. celebrating Columbus now? Yeah, but George Washington doesn't roll off the tongue like... <laughs> like George Washington. Yeah, you can do it. I like it better because you fit it more. It fits the space more. Then you don't have to hold on to, like Columbus. I don't like that. <laughs> but also, I mean, if we're going to talk about problematic, George Washington, not necessarily the most... I mean, we had some issues with George Washington, too, but... 
Any historical figure, that's a problem. <laughs> like Thomas Jefferson. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Pass on that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, who can you pick now? Anyway. Hamilton. Probably not. John Adams. Oh. John Adams was a strict abolitionist. Sit down, yeah. John. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Go so, watch Hamilton. Go, yeah. On Disney Plus. So now we <laughs> have not sponsored. We have nine songs. Correct. We have nine songs. And it, did everybody get to the songs that did not make the list that yeah, were on your list? We did. Big yeah. list. Okay, Beth, can you tell us who the what the nine songs are? Mm-hmm. Ben chose It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and Sleigh Ride. Heather picked White Christmas, Silver Bells, and I'll Be Home for Christmas. And I chose the Christmas song, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Okay, so I had White Christmas number three, the Christmas song number one. Beth, where did you have White Christmas? Uh, five. Okay, so yeah. I, I do feel like there's a general consensus that those two will be in the top five then, because they were... Both were in all of our top fives. Yeah, I could, yeah. Yeah. Now, we may have to fight over which one's number one. I will give Heather an opportunity to change my mind, but I'll be honest with you. (laughs) The Christmas song was my number one overall, too. So... Is there anything we want to take off the list that we can agree does not need to be on the list? (laughs) I I mean, I, because I was going for the warm fuzzies, I'll Be Home for Christmas is truly a downer. And I know it's a great Christmas song. Look, dang, girl, if looks could kill, calm down. Wow. I didn't even Wow, your face, your face said it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I think that's a dumb cut. Obviously, you would. (laughs) Anyway, but that's just my opinion. I'm not saying we have to cut it. It's just one of my least favorites that are left. If I I would the first two cuts that I would make will actually just make it more difficult on us. But I would remove my last pick sleigh ride and rocking around the Christmas tree. I wouldn't do that because then that's the list is so crooner heavy. But I do. It's think all the I, same. Yeah, but I I think that I think that I mean. My opinion is is that the best five classic Christmas songs are going to be crooners. I mean, if we want to do something for diversity's sake, then let's just go ahead and put that out there. We're going to do it for diversity's sake, and we're not going to do the best five. We're going to make sure that we plug in something just for diversity. If we're going to, if we're going to make that decision, let's just go ahead and make it so I can take the reasoning off of the shelf. Are we going to pick the best five, or are we going to... Sneak in diversity just so the top five will kind of have some variance. Well, I mean, I always like to have some variety as we've 
established, you don't like variety at any given point in time. You like everything the same. <laughs> Shade. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that's the conversation. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying we obviously have that difference. We already talked about it. So that's it. So that would leave it up to Heather. It's not that I don't want it to be different or that I want them to be the same. It's just that my preference would be that we try to pick the five best songs. And if they're all the same, they're all the same. If they're not the same, they're not the same. But how do I mean, like, if they're all the same, why are you picking the best of all the same? Well, because if they're all the same, then the first one's going to be just as good as number five. Because mm. <laughs> they're all the same. If that's the rationale, then number five is just as good as number one. Oh, I mean, like, them all being the same. I don't think... I could definitely rank these, in my opinion. That's my opinion, though. Um, but I... Okay, well, just let me... I just what, don't, I just what's don't the think, goal? Is the goal to get the best five? <clears throat> well, I think you your definition of the best ones I'm just asking. Is, is, is the goal to get the best five, or, or is the goal to get diversity into the mix? I'm not, I wouldn't say that it even has to be that reasoning because to me remember like okay so we talked about our criteria and we all had different thought process on what is the best right so heather's looking at the melody and heather's looking at the the feeling i'm looking at lyrics and what is um kind of encompassing the holiday as a whole you were looking at um He's like, I don't know what you were doing. No, I remembered it. It was different, but I don't remember exactly what it was. It was the emotion. It was emoting as a vocalist. That's what you heavy weighted. A lot of it, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, well, it was the which feeling. Is, I think it's, why, about, it's about a feeling that you get listening to. Which is, too. I think, why we're having this discussion here, right? Because it, that, like, crooning lends itself to that. But that doesn't mean that a great Christmas song that's a little bit more rocking or you know is more upbeat could not also be one of the best i know but that's but you're kind of not answering the question is the is the no i did answer your question okay because okay so this is uh, let me ask a yes or no question because it'll help things is the goal to get the five best songs yes okay but you're but you're not you're you're going off of only your definition no 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 no, no, i told you hold up I t- <laughs> that's going to be a weekly thing. I told you that m- the best doesn't all. You're saying that the best is the, are the crooners. That's your opinion, but we're here f- to collectively decide. I'm not trying to come up with the five best. I'm wanting to know. Wait, if- so now you're saying we're not coming up with the no, five best? No, no, no. I'm no. confusion. I'm sa- my question. My question is: Is the goal to get the five best songs, or is the goal to get? Some sort of diversity into the top five. I'm not saying that the top five songs are all going to be crooners. I'm asking if we are predisposing that we're going to make sure that they're not all crooners. That's what I want to know. No, I think, I think, okay, full answer. I think that, yes, uh, in my opinion, we're looking for the best. Okay. But I think that the best of this list does not include 
all crooners. That's fine. I don't think we disagreed on that point then. I don't know what that was okay. all about. Well, I, because you're you got to have everything freaking black and white, and I'm <laughs> telling you that they're that well, it's I, no, like I want, I want the rules to be black and white, and then whatever, yeah. and then whatever go, goes in goes the best, in. The best. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's all I, I, I know. To know. Then yeah, I, I, felt, I've I felt, answered you. I felt like you thought that I was going to say, well. The because, best five songs are these, and therefore we're yeah. Because let's these. look at history. You'll take what I say and then use it and twist it. So I wanted to be explicit <laughs> with what I said. Because <laughs> roll that beautiful beam footage, boy. I'm saying <laughs> that both can be true. So yeah, just as long as we're clear with that. Well, I never said that they couldn't be. But you kind of did when you said you actually you did because you said you would cut sleigh ride and rocking around the Christmas tree, and then you said. That the best were going to be the crooners, like you literally said that, I, and now you're sitting here saying I? you didn't say that. So it's just kind of no, confusing I, in, to me. I just want us all to be <laughs> consistent throughout the course of one podcast, one hour that we sit down together. I would like everybody's logic to just remain the same the whole time. That's just why. That's why I get upset, right? Because we just. <laughs> We just we just flipped and flop all over the place when it benefits us and our picks. And I think for the integrity of the list, you need to keep your opinion consistent. And when somebody would like to hold you accountable, you just okay. I, I listen. We put the, we the picked Bruce Dickinson over David Lee Roth, and that was a mistake. This list, and that was a mistake. I would like to go on record. I should not have caved. I should have gone with David Lee Roth. Too Rob. late. Thank you. It is too, too late, late. But I just would like to say that. <laughs> anyway, so we got three spots to fill. Okay. And uh, none of us agree with the cuts that have been made. So far. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm saying we can cut Sleigh Ride. Hmm. Are y'all okay with cutting Sleigh Ride? I'm okay with cutting Sleigh I think of, okay. of the nine songs, it's the weakest link of the bunch. Okay, it's good. So now we have two in, one out. We have three slots remaining and five songs to choose from. Six, six. Yeah. Six, ugh. <laughs> yeah, everybody's I, I, got two man, left. Man, I don't want to cut I'll Be Home for Christmas. Oh. Okay. Oh, really? I just don't it is such a good like song. rocking around the Christmas tree. I just don't like it. So, I mean, I don't have any really good reason, like intellectual reason. I just don't like it. Well, obviously, I wouldn't want to cut it. So, right. Ben so, wants to cut it because he wants all the crooners in. So, it's, should I just no, knock it that's out? not why. I just, I don't. I hate think to say that after this discussion, we just <laughs> man, you could have just like, said that earlier. And I know, just, but I was like, it's I was not too that scared. I don't want. It's not that I don't want crooners in there or non-crooners in there because, okay, like honestly, I would have selected Blue Christmas ahead of Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. It's. I would have been in, mm. I would have been more in favor of Blue Christmas making the list than rocking around the Christmas tree. Well, but that's just me. Well, but, but that's consistent with your you like very positive yeah. feelings around your Christmas song. So I mean Which is you know weird. Father Christmas wants a depressing Christmas song, but that's fine. <laughs> um 
All emotions are valid. I am confused, but whatever. So I just want to be clear. We're cutting rocking around the Christmas tree. Heather doesn't like it for no good reason. She literally says. I just don't like it. Other than she doesn't like it. So we're going to cut that one for no good reason. The song sucks. How's so that? It's gone. It does not suck, first of all. Just because she doesn't like something. And I don't like, like her voice. Really I don't like her voice at all. Just because just because you don't like something doesn't mean that it sucks. No. But you just said it sucks. But I would cut and it have no good mold. reason. You just said I have no good reason, and it sucks. So you can't even okay. give me a yeah. good reason. Okay, thank you. We're just we're just getting to the needy greedy. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna be tough is we have to we have to cut a Bing song. Yeah, I know. Like, There's so many. Uh, so Heather said she knew silver bells would get cut. Can we cut that? Of the ones that are, I would say yes. Yeah. I mean. I hope Honestly. Dad comes to you in your dreams. Wow! <laughs> but I don't. I don't wow. think. Wow! Dang! I don't think the Dean Martin version is the one Dad likes so much. I don't. Rem- I don't. I couldn't find. I, I was could, looking for I, one, I but couldn't, I couldn't find the. I one. I couldn't ever find the one. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was that Dean Martin one, but it was the one that sounded. I I really thought it was Perry Como. But I, I listened. I thought to it was a female that Dad liked so much. No. no, it was a male because the backing part was female that we. It could be up the it, and it could have been the Bing Crosby version, perhaps. <gasps> I feel like the the Ooh, the, the um, but it was a duet. The rhythm, yeah, the rhythm on the Bing Crosby one that I was listening to was yeah. it was not what I remember, and it wasn't right on the Perry Como version either. So yeah. that was the it that was the closest one I could find. Huh. But. Anyway. So how many how many do we have to cut another one? Oh yeah. Uh one, two, three, four. We have to cut one more. So let's recap. We have It's the most wonderful time of the year. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, he's got he's got thoughts. Oh god, it's gonna be mine. Uh, I almost started with for diversity's sake. <laughs> but start that, with it. Why not? That, you know, you just change that, your opinion at that, any given time. That, anyway, that, so let's keep with that. that, that You're consistently inconsistent. We'll say been, that. That would have just been needling. No. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> I was gonna say just for. Uh, <laughs> Diversity. Just say it. Maybe we should cut a Bing song. (laughs) Yeah, we could. I suggested that earlier, but y'all weren't having that. But um, I do think that it's the most wonderful time of year is the best song left. And I would like it to go into the good pile. That was my number three, so I could, I, I would agree with that. You almost feel like you have to have an Andy Williams song in the top. Oh, five. for the sake of of what now? Just <laughs> so, just to say we have it for the sake of getting my pick. Anyway, I agree five. with you. So we're just gonna land. We're just gonna leave it with I agree, and that's two votes. Well, I had it one. on my. It was number eight for me. You had seven songs ahead of that, really. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a choice. <laughs> okay, okay, so so now we have we have. Well, actually, we've got the top three picks that are we've considered are in for sure. Christmas song, White Christmas, Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Yes. And we have to pick two out of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Frank Sinatra. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas by Bing, and I'll Be Home for Christmas by Bing. we got to cut one of those three. 
my least favorite of those in any version is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. <laughs> that was my number 10, and I also somewhat feel the same way. It's, it to me, it's even sadder than I'll Be Home for Christmas. I don't know why. I think it's the just the mel. I don't. The, it it doesn't. It makes me really sad for some reason. But I like sad songs, so I you know I still like it. But <laughs> so that's why. Oh, I'll lean into a sad song. Um. Yeah. So hmm. I mean. Okay. Well, are, are y'all in agreement? Because if, if y'all are in agreement, it doesn't matter what I think. I'll be outvoted. So if, I if, guess if I'm I, kind if of. If I had to cut one, yeah, I would <coughs> spit it out. I would probably cut. Well, let me look at my order. They're so close. It's because they're all the same. Um, I'll be home for Christmas. Would be the one that I could. Oh, snap. Oh, here, oh here. this here. puts me in a position of power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, where did I have? Ooh. So I had I'll Be Home for Christmas at 9 and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas at 10. Nope. And I remember distinctly making that choice. So... Past Beth, no matter what I think now, reasoned out that I'll be home for Christmas should be ahead of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. So I would then cut Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Okay, so that gives us our top five. Yes. And it's, well, can you read that off to us? Yeah, I got to uh, abbreviate <coughs> these long song titles to look. Yeah, that's what we're doing is we're picking the longest song titles. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so our top five are The Christmas Song, White Christmas, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, and I'll Be Home for Christmas. It's interesting. We had all all the first round picks, none of the second round picks, and two of the third round picks. Hmm. Yeah. Made it. So this will be fun. Oh, boy. Well, Heather, should we just... Do we want to rank the other three and then... See what happens with the top spot, or do we want to try and figure out the top spot first? We're in agreement that those top two are one and two, probably, right? I would say I so. guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we can we can tackle that one in a minute, maybe. Okay. And then... So it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and I'll be home for Christmas. Well, I, don't, I, I would be okay that with that order. order. I'll be home for Christmas was... It barely it made it barely in. barely made it in, so I would say that it would be number five. And so then three, four would be between It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year and It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. They're almost the same song. <laughs> and I'll say that It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year was my number three choice, but you drafted it first, so I would put that above. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got to figure out what we're doing with number one. And so if if my understanding is correct, Beth is strongly in favor of Nat King Cole being number one. Yeah. I am... In favor of Nat King Cole being number one, but you are strongly in favor of White Christmas being number one, Heather. True? Yes. 
And so you have to come up with the argument to sway one of us, I suppose, to make it number one. Well, and don't get me wrong. I love the Christmas song. I think it's, it was, it, I'll be full disclosure. I had it number one of my favorite songs until I did all the research on White Christmas. It is universally beloved and it is an important song. It is an, a, a historic song. It also was placed in that list the same, um, one that you talked about that the Library of Congress, the, yes, the Library of Congress. One, I mean, for crying out loud, tw- number two on the songs of the 20th century, it's number two. Um, it changed the game, it's um, just sheer, sheer numbers for it to be the most, the best selling song. Of all time across any genre, I think that it deserves that top spot. But was it the most loved seasonal song <laughs> with women aged thirty to forty nine <laughs> in two thousand four? I don't know about that. Uh, it I was not because that was the Christmas song. <laughs> I, you know, I love the song, and as far as, but I also love. White Christmas. I I mean, I think that they are both top tier. So I'm not going to get mad and think that the list is broken. But I think that worldwide, just, you know, as a global phenomenon, I think that White Christmas deserves to be in the top spot of the greatest Christmas song. Okay, but let me say best is it greatest yes. or best? It's greatest and best. They're not the same thing. They're not which we the just same thing. Said. And the stats you're giving are would be more in the line of greatest because it'd be maybe the most celebrated or decorated. Right. I'm I'm torn as as a musician. I'm torn mm-hmm. because I think that. As far as complexity goes, um, I think that the Christmas song is a superior song. As far as a beautiful melody and the feelings, I think White Christmas is better. So I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of torn, but I, 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 I think just, that it I is wonder, well. like, how much of the success of White Christmas as a single had to do. With the fact that it was tied to Holiday Inn, that it was tied to a major motion picture, Bing Crosby, one of the biggest movie stars of the time period. Um, and then, of course, I think it gets re-released on 1946 album that had all those stuff. And yeah. so, I just wonder, like, if if the song of that of that of that movie had been the Christmas song, if it would not have had the same success. Because, like, we, the 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 version that we all listened to of the Christmas song, 1964, music in 1964 was a lot more diverse. But and that's, a, a, re, that's more, a re-recording, right? When was it first recorded? 46. 46, yeah. But 
but like the version that we all kind of cling to is the video of Nat King Cole, the black and white video, you know, right. and then that. So I, I just wonder if, if I just wonder how much of the White Christmas's success was tied to cinema, especially. You've got Bing Crosby, who I mean, we're we're talking 1942, so now we're at the beginning of actually World War II. Right. But you've got this really cinematic hero that is beloved by the armed forces and the families and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, I just I don't know. I mean, I I just I don't know how much of it has to because Holiday Does it Inn that, Holiday Inn was a was a military movie, wasn't it? I mean, wasn't it about? Well, I mean, it was of. it was about two military buddies that try to get this alpine. Place you're looking at me, together, but I have not right? seen that movie, so. <laughs> so I just I don't know. I mean, I. We should have been in sisters, yeah. sisters. I'll, I'll say this: I still think the Christmas song's the best, okay. <laughs> the best one. So I would vote for it to be number one. Okay, as well. Okay. So we have a top five. We do. All right. So our final ranking, the best classic Christmas song recorded before 1970. Number one, The Christmas Song. Number two, White Christmas. Three, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Four, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. And five, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Three Bing songs in the top five. (laughs) Yeah. The King of Christmas. King of Christmas, yeah. (laughs) I mean... There's Boy, a reason. There's a reason. You better be glad that this didn't have to go up against Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is coming to town. Man, I would jump I'd off bust that list wide open. I'm gonna so I here, hate here's, that song. here's the funny thing about that is y'all know that I do not like Bruce Springsteen. I think he's one of the most overrated rock stars mm-hmm. ever. Hope he didn't listen to this podcast. But <laughs> he and Amy Grant. <laughs> but I do. That is my favorite Santa Claus is coming to town version. Really? Well, how many are there? Well, the Jackson Five have one. Yeah, the Jackson oh, the Five. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, I that much one. prefer I that. that to but him I, cracking I himself up. Yeah, everything Michael there's, Jackson there's touches and the ho ho. There's just something about Bruce Springsteen <laughs> not being on the right note. You know. Santa. That I don't like at all. Man, I'm like cringing. My eye Coming is twitching. To town. Wow. You were doing like Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> <laughs> you were hitting like two notes at once. How does he do it? <laughs> I've been I've been ill. <laughs> and it's kind of like having <laughs> None of y'all have been turkey hunting, but <laughs> why do you know, assume like that? A, wow, there's Good. like a, a a turkey call. It's got this little piece of plastic you go in and you blow over. That's kind of what it feels like. There's still something in there, and it's just kind of blowing like you're blowing over cellophane. You know, and you get multiple notes coming up. So anyway, so we have a top five. Great, congratulations, Nat King Cole. Hopefully, we'll see you in heaven one day, and we'll congratulate you. <laughs> Uh, on your victory here on the Music List podcast for best classic Christmas songs, we want to thank <laughs> never failing to make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we want to thank all the listeners. 
for listening to us. Please do us a favor, spread some Christmas cheer by spreading our oh. podcast. Oh, here hey. it is. Oh boy. Christmas time is here. <laughs> Thank you all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. (laughs) 